What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Afro Latinos. We uh, we took a break for a couple weeks to just spend our, spend time with our families, uh, but we're back. Uh, so I'm, of course, your co-host Alvin, and I'm Daniel. Imagine, <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> oh my god! Two weeks off, and you're back with the tomfoolery, Janie. I don't know what's good with you, bro. I had to have a break day, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we are joined today on our show by a special friend of ours. His name is Luke, and he is coming to us from the Jocks of All Trades podcast. What is up, Luke? Hello, guys. How's it going? It's going. It is a beautiful day to talk about a lot of fun stuff. So I'm excited. It is. It is that. So, Luke, um. As, as I just said, you know, you are one of three hosts of a, a, a podcast called The Jocks of All Trades. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your show, about yourself, let the people know who you are. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so The Jocks of All Trades podcast is a podcast made up of, um, it was two. It was uh, two of my friends, Brad and Kyle. Uh, they graciously decided to bring me on as person number three. Uh, basically, we are a sports podcast that's just getting up off the ground. Uh, we talk about everything from college football to NFL, NBA, uh, fantasy sports. And so we really have, we just have a fun time. We have a fun time talking about stuff, try to give the people a heads up on what's going on in the sports world, just getting started and having fun. That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, the, the original plan, of course, was to have all the jocks on the episode today. But, you know, life happens, stuff happens, and, and Luke, you're, you're actually the newest member as of, like... I know! It's <laughs> how the cookie crumbles! <laughs> so, I guess it was just meant to be. So, uh, we're happy to have you, Luke. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Not a problem. So, to our, our fans, our Afro-Latino fans out there, you know, we're, we're going to do things kind of the same way as always. You know, we're going to do our thing, talk about what we got to talk about. Uh, we're going to um, do our You Think You Know at the end. But we're also going to incorporate a segment um from the jocks of all trades podcast called are you for real when we get there luke's going to tell you all about it he's actually going to start us off on that segment and then you're going to hear from us also um but when um brad the one of the co-founders of the jocks of all of, of jocks of all trades came up with uh he when he and i were talking about what we wanted to do for the episode um we all got together on zoom and we, we began to have an interesting discussion and and i heard uh, from around the way, Luke, that uh, you share a similar belief as Cheney and myself that the true GOAT of the NBA is not Michael Jordan, but it is LeBron James. And so we, we just want to hear from another educated sports mind, a co-host of a sports podcast. We just want to hear from you. Uh, uh, why do you believe that LeBron is the best of all time, the greatest of all time? No, no, it's 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 an interesting question. It's a question that I think the uh, the Netflix special, The Last Dance, tried to find an end way around to talk about. And as I was watching The Last Dance, I was just struck by the fact that Michael Jordan, when he finally started to win, because you know, newsflash, he didn't come into the league in right. 1984. And right. absolutely dominate and absolutely win. Okay. No, he got his butt kicked by super teams 
all the time. He got his – he never beat the first Larry Bird never in a playoff out. series. Exactly. Yeah, he never beat Larry Bird in a playoff series. Uh, it took him three, four years to that's beat the Bad Boy Pistons, and that's really because the Bad Boy Pistons were getting older. And then um, even after his first retirement, the first year he came back in 95 – he got beat in the semifinals by the Orlando Magic. So we seem to romanticize the idea of Michael Jordan because, you know, the whole six for six argument and all of the accolades that he received, which he deserved, absolutely. But let's not, you know, discount his failures. Meanwhile, with LeBron, we only talk about his, a lot of people only talk about his failures. They bring up, um, you know, the years in Cleveland before he went to Miami where he couldn't win anything, even though he was really carrying the entire team on his back. Sure. They bring up the series against uh, it, against the Mavericks when he, his first year with the Heat, when it, 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 was, it was true. He did not play up to LeBron's standards during that series. But since 2011, look at what the man has done. He's been to... 10 out of 11 finals that's not been done since what bill russell he's won against very very good teams beating the 2013 spurs 2012 thunder uh who was on that team i don't know russell westbrook kevin durant and james harden all future mvps then Beating the Warriors in 2016. Michael Jordan never played a team even close even to that kind of talent. He never played any, a, a team close to that talent because he was the team with that kind of talent. There were people, the last dance was saying, talking about how underpaid Scottie Pippen was. Mm-hmm. People were calling him maybe the second best player in the league at that point. Can you imagine the crap we would give LeBron? If he was teamed up with Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, we'd never hear the end of it. We're never hearing the end of him teaming up with Anthony Davis. And so, but then you look at what Michael Jordan was surrounded with. He was surrounded with Scottie Pippen. He was surrounded with Dennis Rodman. He was surrounded by Ho Grant. He had all of the pieces around him and he was drafted by a quality office and a quality organization. Now, they might not have been very successful before he got there, but they had the quality people in place. So LeBron's been able to do with much less, more than what we ever thought he would be able to do. You're, you're seeing him now produce at much, for much longer than Michael Jordan ever did. The consistency, the longevity is incredible. And he's, I'm, I'm going to guess this season, the Los Angeles Lakers stand a really good chance to repeat. If LeBron gets another finals MVP, gets himself another finals, he's only one away from Michael Jordan and having gone to a ton more finals. It, it, to me, the argument is already wrapped up. And he's only going to solicit, continue to solidify that. I, w- I would agree with you. And there's so many points that you made stand out. Um, you know, he, he, and one of the things that I think is so funny that you mentioned, and, and so I, 
I have a student who likes to argue with me about LeBron and, and Michael Jordan. We have this debate for for a good two weeks. He would come in to my classroom with another fact. We was every class period. We would start off, and I said, "What you got?" For me? <laughs> You'd always go home and try and research and find something. And I'm and I found a way to shut him down on almost everything he could. Do. The only thing really that we can knock LeBron James for in his career is that that Dallas series, which we know he played like hot garbage. Um, yeah, and, and that's the one thing. But like I'm looking at like stats and things, and you know, Michael Jordan. What's so funny? He was so bad. Well, not him personally, but him and his teams were so bad in his first uh, four seasons that they were able to get the number. What what was he number five pick in the draft? The Chicago Bulls because all my life I didn't even know that Scottie Pippen was drafted to the Bulls. I for some reason yeah no drafted like, like Dennis Rodman played for the Pistons before coming to the before coming to the Bulls. I thought that Pippen mm-hmm. was a was a free agent signed over or something like that and then became great. No no no. The Bulls were so bad Michael Jordan's first couple of years in the league that they were able to get a top ten draft pick in the draft and draft Scottie Pippen. No time yes. in James's career before Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis is one of the best players of all time in, at his position, definitely top 10 in the NBA right now. Um, but this is LeBron James. Even before teaming up with uh, Chris Bosh and D. Wade at the time, LeBron has never in his career played with another top 10 talent in the NBA before Anthony Davis this last season. If you look, would agree. I would agree. In, in, in Jordan's career, not only did he have uh, three, two other top ten players, he was the best in the world. Uh, Scottie Pippen, probably top three, top five players in the world. Dennis Rodman for his position, defense, for who he was oh and to the team, top ten in the NBA for sure, easily top fifteen. LeBron never had that, and and Jordan. Like you said, never beat Larry Bird. He never. I mean, there's so many. He never beat Larry Bird in the Celtics. He never beat the Pistons. He didn't beat the. Uh, there was another super team that he lost. The Magic. He didn't beat the Magic when they were in their heyday in their prime. And so, like, you just see so many places in his career that that people like to romanticize, as you said, those those six years. But those are only literally only six years. He played for 15 seasons. Technically, they're three and three. Right. And so in, you're breaking the middle and, you know, there's all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so like, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. He played for 15 seasons and made the playoffs 12 times and only won six of those 12 times. Right. Right. LeBron. But let's not discount the fact that early in his career. Yeah. He would often go to the playoffs with a losing record, the yeah. Bulls often yeah. had a losing record going to the playoffs. And so, like, what? They were an eighth seed, automatically get bounced mm-hmm. by Larry Bird and the Celtics during, in the 80s, at least. So, no, it's to compare the early years of Michael Jordan to the early years, early years of the LeBron. What did LeBron do? Oh, he only took a team in 2007. He only dragged a team to the finals where the best player was maybe – Mo Williams or mm-hmm. Zadronis Elgowskis. Mm-hmm. So exactly. And so like even if we break it down to just like looking at Jordan's career. So we break it down Jordan versus LeBron and their success in the playoffs. So when I when I look at it like that, I see Jordan playing for 15 years. He uh made the playoffs 12 out of those 15 years. <laughs> out of those 12 years, he won six times, which means he was six and no in the finals. 
12 years, 12 seasons in the playoffs, he only won 50% of those championships. LeBron has played for 17 years. He's made the playoffs uh, 13 times, 14 times. And he, he has been to the finals 10 times. Already getting to the finals, he is more successful than Jordan ever was. He's almost made as many, as many finals as Jordan made the playoffs. And so and when I look at all of those things combined, I just I have a hard time being able to genuinely say that LeBron James is not the greatest player of all time. And, and maybe it's a prisoner of the moment. I never got to see Michael Jordan play. But, I mean, LeBron, <laughs> just what he's able to do on the court far surpasses anyone because he can do it by himself. I don't think – I genuinely don't think – had had the 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 uh, he can play every position right. I don't think if the Bulls had drafted anyone else um, besides Scottie Pippen, had they had they taken someone else, I don't think that they would have had the success that they did. They might have won maybe as many championships championships as LeBron, um, but there's no way they would have done or he would have done what he did. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree. I would agree with that. Janie, anything to add? Um. Yeah, I know everything you're talking about, but you're pretty much saying everything, so it's like. <laughs> I, just yeah. to, I just want to see if you want to jump in at all. <laughs> I, I wanted to say something, but you know, it's it's gone. Gone. Yeah. Oh, um, I've seen a lot of a lot of posts about like um the all stars that Michael Jordan had, which is like Scottie Pippen. And Rodman, and it's like, oh, like he only had like yeah, he only had like four or five, you know. And then they always want to put all the stars that LeBron had, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Love, and all that stuff. But it's like Kyrie injured wasn't at his best. Kevin Love was already just not Kevin Love anymore, like not not Timberwolves. We're really gonna put Kevin Love on the same playing field as Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, yeah, <laughs> right. They, they, yeah, they, they like to, they like to uh, to act like and and here's what's crazy when, when to your point Jane, they're comparing lebron playing with all of these players who except for kyrie irving kyrie irving would have been the only superstar all-star player in his prime yes lebron james played with ray allen but ray allen when he was playing with miami was like 48 years old he was not so ray allen from yeah the, he was not ray allen from the supersonics he was not you know kevin love was was probably in his prime when he came to Cleveland, but he did not play like he did when he was in Minnesota. Chris Bosh was you a call... in Toronto. Yeah. He did not do the same thing in Miami. He was not playing with other people who were superstars in their prime. Michael Jordan was playing with Hall of Famers who were playing in the prime time of their Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Would you call uh, D-Wade when LeBron played with him in his prime? I would say he was probably a year past his prime by the time so, so okay. 2007 was no 2006. D Wade won with um, won with Shaq in Miami. Um, I would probably say 2010 when they got together. He was at the tail end of his career, at the end of his prime. He probably had he played for four seasons in Miami, two seasons, four seasons. I don't remember three or four. Um, I would probably say that that by the time that they beat the the Thunder in their second year together was probably the end of, of what you would consider D-Wade's prime. His, okay. his knees by that point were, were way too far gone to be anything successful, really. 
Yeah, yeah. But still, you know, that's still not, you know, D. Wade still, as great as he is, as phenomenal as he is, still not the level of a Scottie Pippen, still not the level of a Dennis Rodman. He, he never had no. that. So. No. And now that he finally does have it in L.A., look what he's doing now. Granted, the bubble made everything weird, but hopefully we'll have a semi-normal NBA season this year. And the oh. Lakers, I believe – <laughs> improved more than maybe anyone else over the offseason. So we'll see how that goes. And if nothing else, they, they are at least going to be super high all season long. Did you guys see that the uh, the NBA is suspending their um, their testing for marijuana for this season? Oh, no. Due to... Uh, what do they call it? Unforeseen circumstances and the stress of uh, the of the well, of basically of how life is going. So here it is: um, NBA suspends random marijuana tests for 2021 for this season uh, due to unusual circumstances in conjunction with the pandemic. We have agreed with the Players Association to suspend random testing for marijuana and focus our random testing program on performance-enhancing products and drugs of abuse. Similarly, they they also uh, enacted a similar policy during the bubble in Orlando during this summer. So um, if nothing else, if it's a weird season, (laughs) you know, at least they're going to be feeling... They're going to be- you, Stephen A., <laughs> telling J.R. Smith to stay off the weed. <laughs> it should definitely be interesting. Uh, yes. Let us transition uh, and jump down. Let's actually skip the next one. Let's let's go jump down to uh, talk about some football. I think uh, football season is getting to kind of the point. I'm so sick of hearing Steelers fans flaunting their their 11 and 0. Um, so with that with that being said. <laughs> Who is the best team in the NFL, and who do we think will win the Super Bowl? Uh, Luke, as our guest, go ahead and get us started. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, you don't go undefeated in the NFL unless you're playing the Jets. Oh, my gosh. Alvin just turned on his camera. <laughs> no, no. You don't go undefeated in the NFL. Even unless you're playing the Jets every week, without and win, go undefeated, eleven and zero, without being very, very good. I don't, I don't believe any of that because and I'll tell you why. They've beaten the Titans. They've beaten the okay. Ravens with Lamar Jackson. There have been. They've beaten a surprisingly good Cleveland Browns team. They've beaten everyone that they've played. The Chiefs can't say that. Uh, I mean, no, no other team in the league can say that. Look, I, I, I put some respect on the Steelers team because yes, they, they want. Often <laughs> <laughs> isn't even going to give them respect. Look, wow. look, look, I get respect because if they can't control who they're scheduled with. If they get, they get scheduled with the Jets all season, that's who their schedule was put with, and. They won the games that they were scheduled to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, good teams losing to bad teams happens all the time. It hasn't happened, obviously, because Chief they're 11-0. The Raiders, and the Raiders are only 6-5. and five. 
that that we they're but they're a decent team. They're not trash. They're a decent team. But continue. Sorry. But I don't want to hear any. If you go undefeated at all regular season, you can win the Super Bowl. Because if I think back correctly, two thousand. What year was that, Jimmy? Eleven, I think it was. Sixteen well, that made me and so oh. Happy. 16 and 0 Patriots. One all postseason until the Super Bowl. Thank you, Eli Manning. Thank you. Until the Super Bowl and lost to Eli Manning and the Giants to a catch. But they lost. 16 and 0. I don't think the Steelers will beat the Chiefs. I don't I just don't see it. I'll be very interested to see the matchup. I want that to be the AFC championship game. Because Look, no one's matching. If the games were played purely on offense, the Chiefs would be far and away the best team because no one is matching offensively the machine that is Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. There's just Sammy Watkins. There's just too many weapons. However, you look at the defense, and I do think the Steelers more than make up the difference in the on the defensive end of the ball against the Chiefs. I think the Steelers' defense will do a better job at stopping the 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 uh, the Chiefs. I think Steelers' defense will do a good better job at stopping the Chiefs' offense than the Chiefs' defense can be stopping the Steelers' offense. You've got Big Ben playing normal Big Ben ball. James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase, Chase Claypool has come out of nowhere. So I want to hear about Claypool. It, it's a team. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a game of balance. I'm so tired of hearing that name, Claypool. I, I, let me ask you this question first of all before I before I come back to you. Come, because I'm I'm a little upset, but that's all right. I, that's <laughs> I, I'm the Stephen A. When it comes to sports, uh, are you a Steelers fan? Who is your favorite NFL my, team? My father is a Steelers fan. I I would love to see the day when maybe the Browns could win a Super Bowl, maybe someday. Um, but if the Steelers have success, I won't be opposed to it because my family will be very very happy. Um, I haven't. I'm not as passionate a fan of any one NFL team as I am maybe in college football. College football, I bleed Buckeye red or I go home. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. So. Um, for the Steelers, I mean, they're one of my top three favorite teams. Um, but, and I see them having success right now and I'm very, very happy for them. All right. I just had to get that out of the way. I had to see if it was just unmitigated, uh, uh, passion and love for your team. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I, I I will say this. I, it's not that I disrespect the Steelers for going 11 and 0. Going 11 and 0 against any professional team, you know, you 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 have some skill on that team because you can't win every game unless you don't, right? Because no matter how bad they are, even the Jets, as terrible as they are, they are 0-11, but they are still a professional football team with professional players that would wash any one of us any day. You know, like they're, they're one of us, yeah. Sure. Me and my 150-pound body. But, 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 <laughs> Me never, but one of you, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With that ACL, this is getting rough. Okay. <laughs> it's not holding up. It's not holding up. But here's what I'm going to say. 
I got a couple things. One, I don't care how still how good the Steelers defense is. Um, as a matter of fact, before I say that, th- let me just look something up real quick. Um, you 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 cannot stop the Chiefs' offense, and and I think that that more than anything. I mean, just look at uh, what was just done last week with the Chiefs: seven catches. 260, 270 yards in the first quarter. For Are you Ty- talking about Tyreek Hill? First yeah. quarter. How do you stop Patrick Mahomes in that game through for 467 yards? Okay. So, look. If that's the case. Who's stopping 467 yards? Obviously not whoever they're playing, obviously. They played, but, they played the Buccaneers. And they still came up pretty close. They lost like they won by like two points, something like that. But yeah, it was yeah. If but that's you know that's Brady throwing. Um, if if you say that and you can't stop the Kansas D, uh, offense, that means if the Steelers really are that good offensively, it should be a shootout, unless. Kansas defense actually outplays the offense, then I don't see you Steelers going in. You, yeah, because their offense does not match up. It just, it just the does. offense doesn't match up. I will totally agree with you on that. No one can match up with Kansas City's offense. But the fact, that, look what Tom Brady, old Tom Brady, I, I, on jocks of all trades, I like to call the Buccaneers the Tampa Bay retirement home. Because that's really what it is. It really brought back Gronkowski from the dead. But, yeah. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. All of that. So, you have – if the Tampa Bay retirement home can play enough defense to at least make it a game, the fact that you had Tyreek Hill going off like that in the first quarter and consistently that Chiefs offense p- blowing out the Tampa Bay defense, but Tom Brady still being able to bring – Tampa Bay within shooting distance with the weapons that he has, which aren't a ton. Imagine what Big Ben is going to be able to do with Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner in the backfield, um, Chase Claypool. I know you're sick and tired of hearing that name, but he has come out of nowhere a little bit. He caught four touchdowns against the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense is the worst defense in the NFL, probably besides. But four touchdowns against any defense is impressive. Eagles de- I am a diehard Eagles fan. I watched the game, and, and they, it, <laughs> the Eagles defense can't stop a, a pencil from falling off the table. The, the, <laughs> You can't give me he's the best, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's good, okay, but four out of his 11 touchdowns came in one game against the Eagles, whose defense... I'm not saying Chase Claypool is Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he poses enough of a threat that Kansas City's going to have their hands full, at least on the defensive end. AJ, AJ Brown for the Titans in his rookie season last year was much more formidable to me than Claypool. I'm not saying he's the best rookie receiver we've ever seen either. I'm just saying he poses enough of a threat. So I just one, one last thing. I just have to compare the two. I think people understand the two best teams in football. If you look at it, we're going to look at the Steelers and we're looking at the Kansas. Patriots. Oh, Kansas. Right. Nobody's looking. At the Patriots. 
not even you right now are looking at the Patriots, my friend. Um, <laughs> if, if I compare the schedules, they have played equally terrible schedules, right? Like I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers do not impress me because they're 11-0, and three of their wins came against the sorry NFC East. You beat the Giants opening week. You beat the Eagles in week five. You beat the Cowboys in, in week nine. Now, to be fair, in the opening week, that's when the Giants, I believe, they, okay. they still had the Saquon one. at that point, right? I, I Yes, they shut down Saquon in game one. But I don't want people to bloviate and to act like the Giants were really going to supposed to be that much of a threat. To no, him. no, no. But Saquon is still a threat in and of himself. Saquon is still phenomenal. He's fantastic. He did get injured in that – not injured in that game, but they did hold him to like nine rushing yards. We'll give him that, sure. Um, but when three of your wins come against the NFC East and they play Washington this week, so week number four, you know, that, that's win number four against the NFC East. Four easy wins from your record. When you play Denver Broncos – garbage when you play Houston Texans who are having a terrible season um for all intents and purposes uh, just 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 awful um when you play Cleveland Cleveland was probably their first their first show that was like oh okay this is something interesting you know maybe they are a, a good team uh, they're and eight they, and three well and and well, at the time they were not uh, they were still good, um, but I don't even think, you know, in that division, it's, it's I, I don't know. I, I don't put a lot of faith behind Cleveland. We'll see what happens when they play in the next game. We'll see how, how that plays out. <laughs> uh, but even inside of that own division, you know, the Browns always find a way to lose, just like the Cowboys. As Stephen A. says, they're an accident waiting to happen. Um, the Ravens, who are having a very, very, very underachieving season. Um, oh, my word. Jackson. Um, they're just having, I don't know what happened over the summer. They are not playing up to the same level as they were last year, which I think everyone can realize. Yeah. So beating them this year, yes, it's impressive. It's not as impressive as had they won last year. Uh, Tennessee having a great season, just like Tennessee is expected to. So beating them was their first win that was really impressive. That's the game that I was looking at and saying, okay, if you can beat Tennessee, sure. But then they, they beat the, the shell of themselves, Baltimore, the next week. Then they play Dallas, garbage. Then they play Cincy, garbage. Then they play Jacksonville, garbage. Then they play Baltimore, and they barely beat Baltimore. It was 19-14 to 14 against Baltimore's fifth string. Um, so here, well, Put some respect on Trace McStorley, okay? Let's be real. When I tuned into the game, RG3 was in the game. So yeah. At one point, He did nothing until Trace McStorley came in and threw yeah. a bomb. So they so oh, that's oh that's awesome. Here's why I have to give the edge to the Chiefs. It's be, simply because if you look at the Steelers' record and you look at who they've played, they've played such bad teams that I'm not impressed. Also, a lot of these games that they're playing are coming down to one possession game. Uh, they beat the the Giants by ten. They only beat the Broncos by five. They only beat the Texans by seven. Um, they beat the 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 Eagles by nine. If the Eagles decide. You know, if, if our kicker could kick a field goal, uh, we would have had a chance <laughs> that game. We were one possession away, honestly, the last couple minutes of that game. Um, then they blew out Cleveland. Great. They beat Tennessee by three. They beat Baltimore the first time by four. They only beat Dallas by five. They destroyed the Bengals, which is supposed to happen. They destroyed Jacksonville, which is supposed to happen. And then this week, they only beat the Baltimore, Baltimore again by five. So okay. most of these games are one possession games only coming down to – you know, a score here, a score there, something that could have gone the other way. If you look at the Chiefs, yes, they lost 40-32 to, to the to the Raiders, and, and we can look at that and put a mark on them. 
but they are blowing out the majority of their teams by at least two touchdowns, which to me, or at least two or three possessions, which to me is a more impressive win. Against the Texans, they beat them by 14. They beat the, the Chargers by three in overtime. Then they play Baltimore, and they beat Baltimore at the beginning of the season in week three. They beat them by 14. They beat uh, the Patriots by 16. They beat the, the Bills by nine, and the Bills have a phenomenal defense. Um, Bills by nine, they beat – they destroyed uh, Denver. I didn't even know if my math skills are going to work that fast. They beat them by 27. Um, and then turn around the next week and beat the Jets by 26. Um, they have a close game in Carolina, only winning by two points. That shouldn't have happened. Um, they play the Raiders again. They beat them by four. And then they play this this past week against the Buccaneers and beat them by three. Um, but the teams that the, the Steelers are supposed to be beating, and they are, they're finishing the game and they're winning, but they're not winning by more than than a touchdown in most of these games. And to me, that's not as impressive as the Chiefs playing bad teams who they're supposed to beat and then destroying the teams that they're supposed to beat. That, to me, is what is what is more impressive and why I give them the edge over the Steelers. I, I will give you that. I will give you that. The, um, th- what I would draw attention to is you're talking about a lot of, you know, 14, uh, 17-point victories outside of a couple teams where they absolutely blew them out. And what well, it's the Jets and the Jags. You expect that from those teams. However, st- those are only like double position victories. And so you compare that performance to the Steelers, what the Steelers have been able to do. There's only about a possessions difference in what teams have been able to do against the Chiefs as opposed to the Steelers. And then you add to that the fact that the Steelers, true, yes, they are winning one possession games. But when they're playing the tough teams those are more than likely going to be one possession games. And so they are psychologically being prepared very, very well to play very, very disciplined football in the nail biting portion of a game when it's close and you have to fight and scrape for every yard. You, they are preparing themselves for that. Maybe not intentionally, but they're getting prepared for the fire of the playoffs in every one possession game that they play. And so I believe psychologically, they may not be wanting, they might want to blow their teams up, but in these one possession games where they have to fight, this very, very good team is preparing itself for the psychological fire of the playoffs. I, I hear you. Um, and I, I, I think you're, you're probably right about that. And I would give you a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of props for bringing that up. Uh, I will, however, just, I just want to say this, and it's the last thing we'll say on this topic, unless Cheney has something to add. Uh, if we look and compare the Pittsburgh Steelers against Kansas City again, Kansas City, number one offense. Uh, the Steelers' offense is ranked – how many teams are in the NFL? 30? 32. 32. 11. So 32 minus 11 is 21. Uh, they're ranked the 21st offense in terms of yardage per game, um, which is, is relatively low. Um, points per game. Let's see if I can sort it by points per game. Uh, points per game. They're, they're up there. They're looking at about sixth. So, so Kansas City is two, and Pittsburgh is six. On the Who's team, one? Uh, points per game. Points per game average. Uh, Green Bay. 
by point one. Aaron Rodgers. So Green Bay is 31.7. Uh, Kansas City is 31.6. Um, and then you got Seattle. You have um, New Orleans, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. So we see points per game we're looking at. You know, Kansas City is the number two offense. Um, Pittsburgh is the number uh, number six offense. If we look defensively, Pittsburgh is the number one defense and Kansas City is the number six. So you've got the number – that's odd. I did not expect to see that. Um, but you got the number one offense versus the number six defense and the number one defense against number six offense. So I, it, they're pretty well matched up, but I, I think that um, – I, I just got to give the edge to, to Casey. I don't think anyone is beating the, the Chiefs this year. I just don't see it happening. Kenny? As much as I hate the Steelers, absolutely. You're not going to do it, bro. I'm kicking you off the podcast. Don't do it. Bro. No, just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> just hear me out really quick, all right? They, whether they are beating teams or not, uh, you said yourself they're playing professional teams. Uh, we do not expect the Steelers to beat anybody by 20 points, unless the Jets, maybe, mm-hmm. probably. But they're still playing professional teams, whether they're winning by five points or not. So they obviously worked for that. But I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say that the Chiefs are making it to the Super Bowl. But if they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, if they even get to the AFC Championship, not the Chiefs, the Steelers, if they even make it to the AFC Championship and they play the Chiefs and they win, I'm giving them the Super Bowl. If they beat the Chiefs, they will win Super Bowl. I don't know because you still. You're saying basically the quote-unquote real Super Bowl will be the AFC Championship. You think the two best teams are in the AFC? Absolutely. I don't. I don't know if I can agree with that because you you can't ignore Green Bay. You can't ignore Seattle. Those two teams are. Seattle's defense is trash. Yeah, but you got to stop DK Metcalf, and apparently nobody can do it because he's the number one receiver in the NFL right now. So, in terms of yards. He's the he is the league leader in yards this season. So I I mean, and you still got to put respect for Russell Wilson. You can't ignore him. So I I don't oh, know. No, absolutely, it's he's not the like, only reason the Seahawks like are doing a, anything. It's not like Jared Goff versus Tom Brady. Like we're not gonna see. We're gonna get we're gonna no. get another. Well, like last year, even you know you had Casey, you had uh, Mahomes and and Garoppolo, but Garoppolo's not at the level as a as a Russell Wilson or as a you know this isn't um what year was that where it was Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning um you know the Broncos and Seahawks that that year that the Seahawks uh lost um oh I couldn't tell you hired 2015 something like that yeah so we're we're gonna see another Super Bowl where you've got two offenses who cannot be stopped on either side so I don't know I don't know Mm mm-hmm Unless you have the Steelers, in which case it'd be more of an iron curtain, steel curtain. Steel curtain over there. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see it, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I, 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 it's going to be fun. I like uh, I like the odds of the Patriots making the Super Bowl, to be honest. I'm sure you do. It's not going to happen, but. <laughs> <laughs>
They have a really good defense, but the offense just isn't coming through. I'm gonna be honest. It's just yeah. You think Cam Newton's a fantastic player? We just go on Madden. You play with the receivers. We have nobody. We have nobody. Okay, like, Madden isn't the best. By Madden standards, I'm playing with the Eagles this season with the team without injuries on, and, and the team that I have right now in the second season. Well, the Eagles, I had them at. 15, no, 13 and 3. What was it, Cheney? What did I have? No, it was 11 and 5, right? 11 and 5. 11 and 5. 11 and, five and right now they're 3 and 7. So if we're going to go by Madden, clearly it's the Eagles and the injuries and, and not Jacks because I can win with them. And if I can win with them, the, the team should be good. And in the second season, I have Jalen Rager. Um, he just got an X factor uh, in like week three of his second season. Um, but in but he was the, not injured. got injured in week three and has been out for like five weeks. So, you know, clearly we can't go by what Madden shows because uh, <laughs> I went 13 yeah. the Patriots and they're five and six right now. So like, so exactly. You understand what I'm saying? It just matters. The, the, the best receiver we have is also Nikhil Harry. And That's just real. like our best receiver last year was Greg Ward, who was Edelman. Squad. But Edelman's. All right. Switching gears a little bit. We're moving on from the NFL, jumping back into the NBA, actually. Um, We're going to go with this question because I think it's it's an interesting question posed. Um, And and I want to put a little caveat on this question. So the question, Chaney, we're going to start with you. Um, I don't know what that means, but you can go ahead. Just wait. Some cav- man talk. Caviar? Isn't that like food? I use words. You see, here's the thing, Luke. Kenny doesn't speak English. So, um, <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes I use words that are too, you know, too, it's a, it's a bit out of his lexicon. You know what I'm saying? So I got to break it down a little bit. I don't even know what that means either. I hope I that means, you know, the, the, the book of the words. I hope that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let, I want to I put a little uh, uh, um, stipulation. You know what a stipulation is, right? You know, I can use Something like that, yeah. Put a little stipulation on this. There's the condition yeah, in play. Condition. That's the one I'm looking All right. So if you could start a franchise with any player in the NBA right now, what franchise would you pick, like location, where would you put it, and what player would you pick? And – Let's imagine it is outside of the, the, the obvious top five in the NBA. So you can't pick LeBron. You can't pick KD. You can't pick, pick Anthony Davis. You can't pick Giannis. And you can't pick uh, Harden? Curry? No, yeah. So One of those, yeah. Basically, let's look at it this. Who is an up-and-coming player who you would choose to start a franchise with and where would you put the where would you put the team? What city? Okay, so I already know where Cheney's going with this. You think you know where I'm going with this, and I'm, of course you, you think, think you would, know. Well, he said <laughs> you'd think I would go with Jason Tatum, you know, because he's fan, he, so it would make sense. I think he's an all star. He's just uh, preferably above a average player for the team. Yeah, he can't do a lot now, but I think he can get somewhere. Uh, obviously, you know, they make playoffs with, with Kemba and oh, Gordon Hayward's gone. But, but I I think I would choose I think I would choose John Morant, to be honest. 
A solid player. You know how much I love Ja. You, you know. Solid player. You know how much I love Ja Morant and watching him play. He's a solid player. I think I'm going to build a franchise over him. His He's... explosiveness and his athleticism and his de- – he, 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 he can do no wrong in my book. That's, uh, so <laughs> – where would you where would you put the franchise, Jeannie? If you're gonna start a franchise with Jeannie, where are you going? I'm it, going to yeah, Salt Kirk, Lake City. Salt, Salt, kicking the Jazz out, huh? Ooh, what the heck is in Utah, bro? What, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there the might Mormon not be Tabernacle lot. Choir. <laughs> there might not be nothing now in Utah, but if I did that, it would be the Salt Lake City. It's a very urban place, and it's very. Very nice. I would just take them there, you know? Sure. It's all fresh. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. I'm being so serious, too. I, I think I would just take them to Salt Lake City. Every team I make on, like, two games and stuff like that, my, I, I go to Salt Lake City. take my team to Montana. You basically just said the same thing. I mean, I, I'm going to Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's playing in Idaho? Potato! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Las Vegas. Everyone's Las Vegas. Uh, oh yeah, there's like seventy teams there. I don't want anywhere like big and known that already teams there. Like I, I know Utah has Jazz already, but like I'm not, also not gonna go to Montana. I'm not gonna go to. Uh, That's fair. Wyoming, like. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> like, who, who lives in these places? I, nobody, I just imagine. Fake, nobody like, it's just flat. It's just there. It's just flat. Just there. You know, just I think to be on the map. I don't really think there are people there. It's just like a placeholder, so that the the so the United States looks like something. You know, it's just. I get the, it. Basically, yeah. I get it. Luke, we're losing fans as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you want to jump in? Uh, if I had to pick any player, except for the ones that we listed, um, I think I'd take Luca. And um, what was that? These are these are literally the top two people that came to my head. My first was Ja Morant because I love Ja, and then my second was Luca. So I, I I'll, I'll come up with some. Yeah, no, I, I I I'm really liking Luca's play. Um, I'll be interested to see what he does. Now with Chris Tapps back with the Mavs and Christmas Day game, they're playing the Lakers. Which is not. I game. hope. I hope oh, it's LeBron up. and AD versus Luca and Chris Tapps because that'll be awesome to watch. Um, if I had to take Luca and put him anywhere, you know, I'm I'm gonna put him in a place that hasn't seen a lot of you know sports success recently. I think I might uh, take him over to uh, the Pistons. Hmm. Okay. All bring right. bring some. Uh, bring some playoff success back maybe to the Motor City. Hmm. I like that. I like that pick. Um, okay, so you're taking Ja to Salt Lake. You're taking Luca to Detroit. All right, hear me out. Yeah, because they ain't got nothing going on with Lions either. So. No, they don't have to <laughs> Yeah. They have zero to look forward to. And the Tigers? <laughs> They yeah. used to be good. Like, so it really has nothing. 15 yeah, it years ago, they used to be good. Who, Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. Uh, no, Detroit oh, went to the World Series in 2006. Justin Verlander. And I, yeah, no, they went, to, they went to the World Series in 2006 and in 2012. 
The problem was, I think they were almost too good for their own good. Mm. Both of those years, they swept the ALCS and the NLCS dragged on for all seven games. And so in baseball, you have to be hot. And so the Tigers were sitting there for more than a week waiting for the NLCS to finally um, to finally wrap up. And yeah. by that time, they were already cold. Yeah. All right. So hear me out. Here's where I'm going. Uh, if I had to choose a player and a franchise, I would take Devin Booker. Ooh. I like Devin Booker a lot. Uh, great scorer. I think they just need a couple pieces. I mean, he was 20 years old and scored 70 points in the game. So, I mean, you're not you're not doing that just, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it just, I just can't uh, see many players at his position that are better than him and being so young. He's just, I really like him. Uh, and I think I'm going to go a little off the cuff here. I think I'm keeping him in Phoenix. Um, and here's why. Well, here's where I'm going. I'm going to Toronto. I'm, was, I, I'm going to the Toronto. entire different side. And there's only one reason why I'm going to Toronto, and it is because when I play 2K and I start a uh, franchise, I always pick the team that has the best jerseys. Toronto's jerseys. So, not only do I I'm okay with the red and the white. They have a camo throwback that they usually that they sometimes use that that's pretty fire, but the purple throwback jerseys with the red raptor. When I think mm. about Vince Carter and I think about the honey dip dunk when he just with the elbow and hung on the rim, and I think about that jersey, I, I, I would just play in that alternate, and I would either do that or I'm going to Vancouver. Well, I'm going to Memphis. Uh, where Ja plays now, because the Grizzlies have one of my favorite uniforms, that teal um, uh, throwback jersey. Yeah. Um, I might go Alaska. But so I would go Alaska. I was thinking about Hawaii, but I figured the travel, having to fly in uh, to the city and fly out every time we would go to a game would just be a little taxing. And I feel like the fan base wouldn't be super high because how many people are really flying to Hawaii to watch the game? So. And how many people are actually in Hawaii? Like, exactly. Yeah. So. Now that I've thought about it, I'm actually going to take Luca, put him on the Pistons, and then move the Pistons to Flint and call them the Flint Tropics. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Luke, why don't you intro – our next section, which is what we're taking from your podcast, The Jocks of All Trades, uh, called Are You For Real? Tell us what it is and then get us started with your, uh, uh, well, you're going to just get it started. All right. So on Jocks, our Are You For Real segment is basically we take something that we're frustrated at or that we're mad about, and then we just rant about it for a while. So for example, mine was we go to college football. We have one of the best teams in the country, Ohio State, 
they are basically stuck at four games right now when almost every other very, very highly ranked team is played like not eight, nine, ten games. And that's not the Buckeyes' fault. That is the fault of the Big Ten for implementing a plan for the college football season that was completely and utterly idiotic. You had the SEC and the ACC. They had a plan in place and they implemented it and they've implemented it very well. They've allowed for postponements of games. The Big Ten hasn't. They've given themselves some cushion for when games needed to be postponed or needed to be canceled. The Big Ten, in its hubris, thought they could pull off nine games in nine weeks and they haven't been able to do it at all. And so the fact that they're going to maybe shoot themselves completely in the foot, shoot themselves in both feet by really hurting their one good team's chances to make the college football playoff because they couldn't adhere to a good plan from the, from the get-go. And they had a plan in place. They had a plan that would have allowed them to play 10 games regular season in 18 weeks. And instead they decided, you know what, we're not going to do that. We're going to try to play nine games in nine weeks. And it's absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely idiotic. Big 10, are you for real? All right. There we go. I don't have anything too big to complain about. It's just a little subtle, nice little, I don't understand why the, Patriots are doing so bad this year. That's just my little, you know, uh, we, we, we have a great quarterback, but I also think, I think they're playing something smart. I think at the end of the season, maybe by the next season, they're going to pull something and we're going to get good people there. So I'm not going to be mad about it, but I'm also, but I'm pretty upset that we're five or six and that they're not doing much with the defense that they have. Uh, and Cam figuring something out, you know, as long as he's been there so far this year. But Patriots, are you for real? I, you know, I got a, I got a question. I like that. I like that. I like how y'all do that. By the way, that's that's pretty tough. I'm not you know I'm saying I'm not saying we're gonna take it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea. It was Brad and Kyle's idea, and uh, so I'm now sharing it with the world. There we go. That's what we like. <laughs> and Janie, um, <laughs> this brings up an interesting question. I don't want to divert from the segment too much, um, but Janie, is it Belichick or Brady? Because Brady's had okay. success with Bruce Arians in the Buccaneers, and, and I I expected Belichick to have a fantastic season with with Cam and bring out the absolute best in them. So so hear me out. So hear me out. It's Belichick. I'll tell you why. Brady is the fantastic player that he is because he spent so many years under Belichick. Now. He's like a year or two before retirement, and he's still solid because of what he learned under Belichick. You can't learn something, then go to another team, and then just forget it and like not play how you used to play because he still learned it from Belichick. Now, they're not doing so hot right now, and Cam is not obviously not doing the greatest, but Bel- or Brady was there for years. Cam just got there to the team. If Cam were to stay in the pitchers for a couple of years, 
do you know what this man could do? I think Belichick would just, my God, it's Belichick. I wouldn't say Belichick. But now, but now here's my question, and I, I, I can dig it. I can see where you're coming from, um, but, but I just have a question. Cam Newton, MVP player. He's won an MVP. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's a great player. You would think, sure, it takes time to learn a new system, but Tom Brady's already doing that, learning a new system. Teams well, learn a new system every year. That's, that's, he's playing the game. Tom Brady's playing football. He just, it, it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a system. Tom Brady just learned greatness from Belichick. I'll say that he. It, it doesn't exactly have to be the system. It doesn't have to be like the coach or the plays and stuff like that. If you give at this point. You give Brady good right, receivers. Taking on a Chargers, Chargers defense. Up, uh, he's in the video. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he, Evan? He, you, you played something and it was like, he, I, I, it. I was looking up something about Cam Newton and it, it had video and I didn't, or audio and I didn't know it. So, I don't think it's about learning a new system. I think. He's just he has he still has the system that he learned, but he's just he has receivers to throw to. He has time in a pocket that he can figure out what because he, you know what I'm saying? Like he learned that stuff dude, from Belichick, how to sit in that pocket, how to do all that stuff. So he just he applies that to where he's at now, and just plays the game. He has receivers to throw to. He throws it. He 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 knows. Not everything, but everything, because, you know. Listen, I get what you're coming from. I hear what you're saying. Cam, Cam Newton's just got there. Cam He's the MVP. When's the last time he won an MVP? He wasn't – if he was so good – It was one year, the year they went to the Super Bowl. That year that they lost to the Broncos, he won the MVP. So whatever year that was. But but let, just hear me out, Jamie. Just hear me out. Cam Newton's current stats right now, as of the moment we're sitting in this minute uh, – Thrown for 1,984 yards, four touchdowns, nine interceptions, and his QBR is a 50.6, which puts him at 26 in the NFL. This what did I say first earlier? Year, this is his first year with, with Belichick. Tom Brady's first season with Belichick in 2001, he threw for 2,843 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. I don't think that has to do anything with the system at all, to be honest. I, I, if I may interject. First years of, with Belichick, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yes. If I may interject, um, Tom Brady was drafted by the Patriots. Am I correct? That, that is true. With yeah. like the okay, so there is truth to the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's At least right. not quickly. Cam Newton is 31 years old. Brady was freshly drafted. So there was still some flexibility there. He was still younger. If I would be very, I don't think we'll see Cam Newton play to extremely well 
um, at least not very, very quickly. However, if Bill Belichick is still around by the time the Patriots draft their new franchise quarterback, whoever that might be, I will be interested to see what he does with that person. If he can turn them into a Tom Brady-esque player or whether we, and if he doesn't, then we will need to say, oh, it was Tom Brady. Okay. There you go. And also, like, Tom Brady didn't, he was 199th pick. He, he was also, he was young and he was behind uh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, yeah. He was, so he Drew Bledsoe. was still there. It's Drew Bledsoe, though. He's not nothing yeah. crazy. He's not big. Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> but he didn't learn from Drew Bledsoe. No, he, did he didn't not. grow from him. He was only behind Belichick. Him. Oh, you're right. He was only there for one season when Bledsoe got injured and then he had to take over. So it's still basically the same thing in my eyes. But, I, I, you know, I'm probably wrong. What do I, I don't see why you don't think it's... I agree that it's Belichick. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just trying to put the other side and show why it could be Brady for someone else who is wrong and thinks it's Brady. I agree with you that it's Belichick. I'm just being annoying. <laughs> so do you, I, I, I would tend to think it's really a, a mix of both. I mean, you look at how the two are doing right now. You have Belichick, who's the pa- the Patriots right even right now are almost a good team. They're just a few things here and there that need to be improved before they're like, okay, that's a good team. Similarly, the Bucks, you have a very good you you have you have they're doing okay. They just have a few other places where they need to improve before mm-hmm. oh. There's a good team. So my guess is really that it's a mixture of both. You had, it was really a, a marriage, a per, the perfect marriage, really, that uh, that was the Brady-Belichick pairing. Um, and so, so the question then really I have is, if Brady was going to leave the Pats, I think he really should have retired. I don't think he should have gone to play for anyone else. If you're going to retire, let your name be remembered. Retire at the top. Retire at the top of your game. And I think that that might be a little hubris on his part because, you know, when – He had when, people with in his ear. It drift. was Belichick. Yeah. Your system QB. And we saw how much <laughs> – how, how upset he was with the Garoppolo situation when they drafted Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. It became a whole thing. I just think that Brady's pride got in the way and did not allow him to to do that. I think he wanted to prove I, I, that, that he was still as good as, as he thought he was in his mind. He's he was still he he also left because they were they wanted to draft though they wanted to trade for Brady. Selling you, man. Just, Saw that, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, everybody froze. Maybe it's uh, maybe you gotta skin out the Wi Fi here. Um, but he was, I forgot, I I knew, so they were gonna trade him, trade Brady, yeah. In 2017, they were gonna like trade him away or something like that for Jimmy Garoppolo to get give Jimmy Garoppolo back, uh, but it didn't happen. 
So he was upset about that. So when the contract ran out, he was like, he he's he wanted to leave after that Super Bowl win. He wanted to leave because like he was so upset about what happened, but he still had the contract. So he the contract ran out, and he was like, okay, now nah, I'm leaving. And we expected at the time that he uh, where he left, we were like, okay, we're probably gonna see this coming. Brady's probably gonna leave. And then he left. It was no surprise. But he should have retired while he was there in the Patriots to leave with this like. But now he, you know. Probably. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, that was fun. Now, here's my Are You For Real? Luke? Yeah, yeah. Buckle in there, big guy. Because I'm oh, coming no. for you and I'm coming for Brad. I saw Cheney some blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. And so my. Uh, are you for real is directed at the jocks of all trades. <clears throat> I just want to take a minute. I just want to take a minute, just a second to share with you the blasphemy that I saw this morning when I woke up, I see on the jocks of all, uh, jocks of what was it? Jock, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing jocks of all trades, jocks of all trades. I'm, I'm trying to look it up and connect my phone to the screen and everything. It's just a mess. Uh, I see this morning when I wake up Cheney, a list of the top five worst city jerseys from Brad and Luke. And I just want to take you through this list because there is some blasphemy that just makes me upset. Where okay, firstly, Milwaukee, you're right. This is a pretty trash. This is, <laughs> this is pretty bad. This is this not that <laughs> This is not great. This is Brad's picks, I think, by the way, first. Um, yeah, no, Brad's, Brad's front number one. Brad's, Brad's picks are first. Yes. So, so here we go, Milwaukee. That's a bad uniform. It's just not exciting. Uh, number two, Oklahoma. I, I like this. That was, that's, that's I like totally this jersey. Crispy. That's it's, not bad. It's pretty, it's pretty tough. I like this jersey. So I, that being on the list is a little upsetting to me. So I'm just – there's my one I got to disagree with. Uh, this is trash. Cheney, what, 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 what is this? What is this? That is a, that's a fantastic question. I what don't is, know what it is. It is a fantastic question. This is garbage. So I, I agree. I agree. I don't blame him. Orlando, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, that, that was one of my top ones. Dumb. That was dis- really disgusting. Bad jersey. I, I like – I'm not going to lie. It's clean. It's real clean. But it, it doesn't blue. say anything to it. First of all, their team is blue. So why why the orange jersey? Yeah. And, and, and if you're going to abbreviate the name of the city, you have block O, block R, block L, all in caps with maybe an underline. That that doesn't say Orlando or short for Orlando to me. No. I'm going, who's oral? Yes. Oral star. That's what I start asking. Oh, that's a little bit. See, look, <laughs> the, the ORL, that kind of reminds me of the old Orlando. Uh, logo back to the nineties. Yeah, and so if you had that color, if you brought back that jersey, that would be great. I don't get it. And here's here's Brad's fifth, uh, the 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 um the Trailblazers. I kind of like this jersey. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the they're not the Oregon Trailblazers. They're the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, at least you know it's the same. You know, they're in Portland. I mean, at least they know where Portland is. But I like I like the color I like the little color block on the side. Uh, you know they're they're pretty fresh. But oh, then crispy. But then Luke, oh I looked at yours, and your list, 
your number one made me so mad I almost unfollowed the page. Cheney, <laughs> number one on Luke's list of worst NBA city jerseys is one of the most fire NBA jerseys I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. So much so that I just sent it to my family's group chat and asked them to get me a Jimmy Butler jersey for Christmas. That's how much I love this jersey. <laughs> At once Miami implemented their Miami Vice jerseys, they have done no wrong with this blue and pink. And this jersey is absolutely flames, fire, crispy, perfection. And the fact that you don't like it disappoints me. It was almost enough okay. time to follow the page. Pick a color, Miami. Either go with the blue or go with the pink. And the font is illegible. That clearly says Miami. This is the this is the it's same. Just, well, just, when you zoom in on it from far away, it looks like squiggles. It's the same font they've been using since they implemented the Miami Vice. It's a cool thing to add. It's so it's, cool. It's this thing is fire. Like... This jersey is clean <laughs> and fire, and I don't it know. Looks how like it, if if we have any Disney fans listening to the podcast, if you have, basically, it looks like. The three good fairies from Sleeping Beauty had a <laughs> fight over this jersey. That's what yeah. this looks like. Make yeah. it pink. I'm no, okay make it that. blue. I'm okay with that because this is a phenomenal jersey. All right. Then I, it's, not the only one I disagree. it's not the only one I disagree with. It is just the one that made me the most upset. Uh, you also agree Orlando is trash. I agree with you. All right. Let's just talk about the Chicago jersey for a second. This is fire. That's kind of hard. This jersey. kind of hard. This this jersey. No the Chicago font is so small, no one's gonna be able to see it on TV. And then you're just who is looking at the font that, on the jersey when oh, they're playing the game. Yeah. If you're if you're paying exactly, a, so you're stuck get, with the gray black. But the the siding on that jersey is fire. There's city jersey. Yeah, I did. I will say I did not notice the siding. It's clean. It's that makes clean. it a bit it better. Me, it reminds me of the of of the architecture of like modern art and in what they're trying to tie into the city. This is a great jersey. This is a fun. I would buy this. Clean, one. cold, crispy, crispy. All right, let's see. <laughs> uh, again, you agree with Portland? I still, I kind of like this jersey. I, I can't even lie to you. I, I, I'm, I, okay I, I'm okay um, with Adam. But I, but I'm okay with putting this on the worst. Um, and then the Philly one, though, really, you don't like the Philly one? I don't want to. I, I, I had to zoom in so hard to see what that what that thing in the middle was, and then I'm like, oh, it's a skyline, and I'm like, that is the most pitiful skyline I have ever seen in my life. If you look at like the like the Phoenix jerseys, they at least kind of did a skyline somewhat better, but that just looked like squiggles from a distance to me. So, all I hear is disrespect and blasphemy. That's I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, docs of all trades. I'm not even gonna put Kyle in there. Uh, Luke and Brad, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Brad, we've been no for real. Are you for real? Oh right. Wow. All right, that was fun. I like that. I like that segment a lot. No, it is fun. It is fun to rant. All right. So now we get to uh, our segment, Luke. If you just where- to see a little bit of it uh, in another episode we apologize what some of these questions oh my god the uh are you for real if it just happens oh, yeah, to yeah, pop yeah, up yeah, yeah, in yeah. another episode up, we might change the name you know what i'm saying 
We're just gonna, you know, because we're a little urban, you know what I'm saying? So it's just going to be... I'll, I'll, I'll text Brad and make sure we copyright the idea real fast. It's just, it's just, yeah, we're just... It's, it's just going to be for real. For real. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to transition to our favorite segment of our podcast, the Afro-Latinos fans. You're very used to this segment. It is called You Think You Know. And Luke, you, my friend, are on the hot seat today. Uh, All right. The game it's show. already feeling warmer. <laughs> if you've never seen the show before, ladies and gentlemen, this is a trivia show that we put that we play at the end of every episode. Um, and, and so let me explain the rules, Luke. Uh, I'm going to ask you, or Chaney and I are going to ask you 15 questions. Okay? These are all going to be sports-related questions. Um, and you will okay. have 30 seconds to answer each question. Okay? Some all of right. them are multiple choice. Some of them are not. We will tell you before each uh, question if it's multiple choice or not. Um, and you will have 30 seconds to answer that question. We will only take your first answer. So you take as much or as little time as you need, but you only got 30 seconds. Um, and your goal is to get the right answer. The time does not start until we finish reading the question the first time. And we just gotcha. want to see how much, Luke, coming from Jocks of All Trades, how much you think you know about sports. So here we go. Uh, question number one. Let me get my timer back up here. Question number one. This relates to college football, and it is a multiple-choice question. In 2018, which of these teams were ranked in the top 10 of the AP preseason poll but ended the season unranked in the final AP rankings? Wisconsin, Miami, Auburn, or Penn State? Which of these teams was ranked in the top 10 preseason but finished the season unranked? Wisconsin, Miami, Auburn, or Penn State? It's a hard one, but the one that stands out to me is Miami. I'm going to say Miami. Final answer. With 10 seconds left, sir, that is incorrect. (gasps) Dang it. Penn State was ranked at the end of the season, but Wisconsin, Miami, and Auburn all ended up unranked after being in the top. Oh, I, I misunderstood the question. I thought you were asking me which one was was unranked. You were asking. Okay. Okay. I think I might have gotcha. written the question wrong. That might have been my fault. Um, okay. No, Wisconsin, I, Miami, and Auburn were all unranked at the end of the season after having been ranked in the top 10 at the beginning. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, think I might have gotten that right if I was thinking of the question I, I think correctly. I might have I, messed up the question. So while Chidney reads you the next one, I'm going to start. I'm going to find another question for you because I might have messed that one up. So, Chidney, <laughs> well, go ahead and, and ask this next question while I find Luke another question number one. So, this is question number one, Chidney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Practice round. Just, uh, you know okay. how the game works. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Again, Shaquille O'Neal has played for seven teams in his professional career. What team was he drafted to? Oh, and I don't have a multiple choice. Oh, my. I believe it was either... This is not my final answer. It was either the Lakers or the Magic, if I remember correctly. And I am going to say 
I'm going to say the Lakers. Final answer? Yes. Final I'm, answer. Aubin is shaking his head, so I know it's wrong. But. You're wrong because <laughs> he was in Orlando as Skinny Shack. In the Lakers, he Maybe was. Maybe with Penny Hardaway? No. Oh, I mean, no. It was one of the two. It was one of the two. And I'm trying to think which one came first. So. Lakers was later on with Kobe. He was there for about three or four seasons before he, uh, before he left. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Before he played with my boy Froby. Froby Bryant. So you're over over one there, Luke. All not right, a, all right. Not a bad way. Time to, to redeem myself. All right, here we go. Question number two. Uh, this is not a multiple choice question, although it is a multiple answer question. Okay. In the colleges and universities that played in the 2019 college football playoffs. There were four. 2019. So just last year. Last year. Oh, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. See, it wasn't that hard. You know what I'm saying? We we getting you ready here. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I I I remember that playoffs with I'm sure you terror. Hear Ohio State losing. That I was mean, that was. Yeah, you know. That was not watching the Ohio State Clemson game was not a fun experience for I'm me. I'm sure it was not. It was for me because LSU won, and I'm in. Must be nice. We got blown out, but yeah, it's fine. Did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. So. Okay. Ohio State would have given you a better time. Oh, you still would have the same result. <laughs> yeah, with that Ohio State QB that you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is number three, right? Yes. Okay, number three. Which? Oh, Hold this on. is. Uh, there you go. Yeah, this is uh, multiple choice. Okay. Which two players are tied for the lead for career opening date home runs? among active players mike trout and josh donaldson bryce harper and albert Pujols, mookie betts and luke boyd or ryan braun and nelson cruz which Did two I, players oh huh? two players okay which two I players that tied for the lead in home runs in I opening don't... day home opening runs day home runs mm-hmm Oh, that is a hard one. Could I have the options one more time? Mike Trout and Josh Donaldson. Bryce Harper and Albert Pujols. Mookie Betts and Luke Boyd. Or Ryan Braun and Nelson Cruz. I'm going to go with Albert Pujols and um, the other gentleman you mentioned. Bryce Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, thank thank you. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, all right. Right. That was a shot in the dark. <laughs> I, I tried to make it as as like as that one I made up. That one I, I tried to get it as uh, as difficult as possible. I wanted to confuse you. I don't okay. Want to okay. No, that that was a that was a lucky shot in the dark. Ooh, question number four. Uh, this wait, is wait, my... wait, Alvin. You know what we should do? What? Uh, for the future, we should definitely add like some music in the background, uh, some like yeah. intense music. Good idea. Who was question number four? Multiple choice question. Who was the last catcher to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Who was the last catcher to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Was it Ivan Rodriguez, Mike Piazza, Yogi Berra, or Johnny Bench? 
Ooh. Who was the last catcher to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I remember being an Ivana Rodriguez fan when he was with the Tigers. Um, could I have the Could I have the options one more time? Ivan Rodriguez, Mike Piazza, Yogi Berra, or Johnny Bench? I got to go with my man, Ivan Rodriguez. Pudge Rodriguez is correct. <laughs> He's killing it, man. He, he, he really must know his stuff. Let's see if we can throw him off. Question number, <laughs> Question number five is a multiple choice. What team was originally named the New York Titans? Was it the Tennessee Titans, the New York Giants, Kansas City Chiefs, or New York Jets? There were a New York Titans. The Tennessee Titans, New York Giants, Kansas City Chiefs, or New York Jets? I'm going to say the Tennessee Titans. It makes sense to me that a team would leave and go to Tennessee but keep the Titans mascot. Final answer? Final answer. That is incorrect. Mm. It was the New York Jets. The Oilers? Yes. They were the Oilers. Yeah, the the, the Texans, the Oilers became the Texans then. Is that right? Texans, not Titans. Okay. Right. All right. Question number six. Which NFL, this is a multiple choice question, by the way. Which NFL team features a helmet logo on only one side of their helmet? Is it the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Dolphins, or the Patriots? Okay, I know the Patriots are on both sides, so they're out. And then it's the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are also on both sides. And then what were my other two options? The Cowboys and the Steelers. The Cowboys and the Steelers. I'm going to say the Steelers. Eight seconds to spare. That's correct. Yes, it is. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! No, I'm, I think about it. I'm going, I know the Pats are on both sides. I'm pretty gonna, sure the Cowboys and I'm the Dolphins are on both sides, throw out there, just remember that, the, that uh, Texas is the Lone Star State, so I don't think about that. I'm trying to confuse you and see if it would confuse your thinking, but I decided to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Multiple choice question. I, yeah, not bad, actually. You're doing better than we usually do, so. That you've only <laughs> gotten two wrong so far, so. All right, number seven, and it's multiple choice. Who holds the best rookie passer rating in NFL history? Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Robert Griffin III, or Dag Prescott? Ooh. Best rookie passer rating. I don't think it was Dak, because Dak still could have, was handing it off to Zeke when he first got here. And I feel like RG3 was a real phenomenon. I'm going to go with RG3. Jenny, you know what he did? What did he do? An oven? He pulled right out the answer, just like right I did. Right out. The first thing <laughs> to put his gut? Dak Prescott is the correct answer. Dak was the correct answer. Wow. Okay. No, I thought he was. 
He, I thought he was continue his first year was handing it off to Zeke all the time. Maybe well, that's probably you, why you it was. Pulled him, you, you pulled him. Well, that's why his rookie season, it was like, that's when the him and Carson Wentz debate really started going because they were both having a phenomenal rookie season. Dak barely threw any interceptions. He was just doing great. Um, but you, you pulled an Alvin because I am the king <laughs> of, of saying, you know, I want to say it's this answer. But I think it's going to be this one. So I'm going with it, and it's all, I'm always wrong. So you just, you just, which is great. All right, question number eight. This is a multiple choice question. <clears throat> this is funny. What Motown singer tried out for the Detroit Lions in 1970? Was it Lionel Richie, Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, or Marvin Gaye? <laughs> Let's be serious. Stevie Wonder, Wonder better not be what it is. But in in 1970, Lionel Richie, Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, or Marvin Gaye. I'm thinking it's probably either Marvin Gaye or uh, um, Smokey Robinson. You got three seconds. Uh, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> and you are correct. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> no, I'm going. Lionel Richie was probably too young in 1970. And then you had, um, at least if, if it's the Lionel Richie I'm thinking of. Um, and then Stevie Wonder, better not be. Only one, right? <laughs> Stevie Wonder on the field. I am one with the force, and the force is with me. I am one with the force. He would have been, in 1970, uh, Lionel Richie would have been 21. So he would have been NFL. Oh, okay. He might have been able to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if Stevie Wonder played football, he'd probably be like Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Next question. Right. This is a multiple choice. What team won the very first ever NBA game? The Chicago Stags, New York Knicks, Philadelphia Warriors, or the Toronto Huskies? Wow. Could I have those answers one more time? Chicago Stags, New York Knicks, Philadelphia Warriors, or Toronto Huskies? I'm going to go with the team that's still here, the New York Knicks. Ding, 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 my brother. Wow! <laughs> wow! I'm thoroughly impressed, by the way. This... I, I, no, be, be impressed, because I must be in lucky seat, because I'm <laughs> just, I'm shooting in the dark. I'm using the force. It's hitting, so... All right, next question. Question number 10. This is not a multiple choice question. Okay. Who was the first player in NBA history to be elected league MVP by a unanimous vote? Oh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry is correct. Dang, I was hoping to get that one wrong. (laughs) No, I remember everyone made a big, fat, hairy deal about it. Um, 
Number 11. It's a multiple choice also. Okay. Who was the youngest player to score 10,000 points in the NBA? Was it Will Chamberlain, Mark Jordan, Kobe Bryant, or LeBron James? I know it wasn't LeBron. Kobe, maybe. And it was 10,000 points? 10,000 points in the NBA, youngest player to get there. Because of the force that he was, I'm going to say Wilt. You did it again. <gasps> no, was it Kobe? Nope, it was LeBron. So it's not get LeBron. Out. He's just. Wow. No, because I think more of LeBron as an assist man primarily. That's nuts. But then again, he started right out of school. So. Hey, Alvin. Make that. Make that oh, red, not green. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He got it wrong. <laughs> Don't want to give him too many wins here. All right. Number <laughs> twelve this is a multiple choice question. Who was the first major league player? This is baseball. Who was the first major league player to ever have his number retired? Was it Charlie Robertson, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, or George Kelly? Ooh. Could you give me those names one more time? Charlie Robertson, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, and George Kelly. I'm thinking it's either Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth. And I'm going to go with Lou Gehrig. And I'm going to go with, let me stop the timer. You're correct. <laughs> yeah! Good old Lou Gehrig. ALS. Wow. Okay. Question number 13, and it's also a multiple choice. Okay. How old was the oldest Olympic medal winner? 56, 72, 48, or 64? Holy cow. Can I know what sport this was? You could uh, if I would have written it down. You could if you would have it down. <laughs> okay, could I have the ages one more time? 56, 72, 48, or 64? I'm going to go with A. So it, was, it, was, it was a 50-some age. I can't remember what exactly it was. 56? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go with 56. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Seventy two was the oldest Olympic medal winner. I want to know what sport that was. Looking it up right now. The oldest Olympic medalist was seven hundred meter dash. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. He was. I think it was shooting. Uh, the, the, no, why was that the sport I had in my brain? It does make sense because I don't see them doing anything else. Maybe throwing, not not jumping. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no. His name was Oscar Swan, and he was a sh a Swedish. And that's a mouthful. A Swedish shooter 
who competed at three Olympic Games and won six medals, including three golds. So wow. in, in 1908, he won two gold medals in the running deer, single shot events, and a bronze medal in the running deer double shot individual event. He was 60 years old, a year younger. In the 1912, Jesus. In, in 1912. What happened in 1912? Was that Titanic? I think, I no, yeah, I think, no, wait, really? Yeah, I think, I think it might have been Titanic. I, I, every time I hear 1912, it's like. All right, here it is. At the 1920 Summer Olympics. He became the oldest athlete ever to compete at the age of 72. And he won fourth place in the single shot running deer and second place in the double shot running deer contest. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Sounds like me. Impressive. Impressive. Kudos to him. (laughs) All right. All right. Hobbins' turn. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Sorry. For number 14. That's number 14. Which, this is multiple choice, which first-round draft pick refused to play for the Milwaukee Bucks? Was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Julius Irving, Magic Johnson, or Larry Bird? I know it wasn't Larry Bird, and I'm pretty sure I'm not playing an Aubin. Uh, Kareem went to the Bucks, so I'm pretty sure it's not him. I am going to say Julia Serving, the doctor. Well, the good news is you didn't pull an Auburn. The bad news the is the bad news is you didn't pull an Auburn. <laughs> so you. Were- the good news is you got it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the well, last question, but not least, I, I, I to this day I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's last but not least. I don't know what that is. Make people but, feel. To make people feel better when they're last, so that they don't think they're less of a person for being last. <laughs> so well, you're last, bro. You lost. You know. <laughs> All right, number fifteen. Multiple choice question. Which team has the highest total of wins in the FBS? Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, or Alabama? Oh, they're losing this battle every day, but I still think it's Michigan. I'm going to go with Michigan. Is that a thought or is that your answer? That is my answer, Michigan. Did that hurt to say? It, it, a little bit, but the fact that they're they're soon not going to be makes it, it makes me feel better. Well, that is correct. Yeah. Notre Dame is second on that list. Doesn't I would not have said Notre Dame was second on the list. I would have said uh, actually I might have since they've been around so long. It is a. Uh, Top five, Michigan, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Ohio State, and then Alabama. 
I why, would not have said Nebraska. Why the Cornhuskers are anywhere near the top of that list, I will have no idea. I think they were a powerhouse in like the 90s. Well, we got some good news for you. I, I was just going to say that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was introing <laughs> you for the good news. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So I'm sure it's going to be a different thing. But some good news is that you only got five wrong, which makes you 10 for 15. The bad news is that as the average we get in this show, nobody ever gets higher than 11, maybe. I think Seth did. Seth had a great episode for the musical theater one. Um, I think he he might have gotten, I think he got either a 12 or a 13. That is true. Dang. Okay. Well, at least I didn't absolutely embarrass myself. That's that's the point. No one has done as bad as Chaney. Um, go back and watch a couple episodes, the fast okay. food episode, and, and see what, if what would you watch? That? Would it, it's not. Good. <laughs> it's not good, Luke. Why would you watch our show? You know, why? Why are you even listen to it? You know, you don't have to. Now I need to go look up this fast food episode. It's yeah, it's the fast food episode. It's about three episodes ago. It's on YouTube. You can find all of our shows on YouTube. Listen, you would think all of these questions would be McDonald's. Apparently, it's not. McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> this question. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this has been such a fantastic episode of Afro Latinos. Luke, on behalf of the Jocks of All Trades, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a great time. And I hope that we can have another collaboration and we can bring on Brad and we can have Kyle. We can have the full experience. I think that would be really awesome. We had a lot of fun and we hope that you enjoyed being here as well. Absolutely. We'll need to have the uh, goat debate once, you know, the Jordan stands actually are able to get yeah, in the room. You can tell them why they're wrong also. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm all here for it. So thank you so much, Luke and the Jocks of All Trades for being our friends on the podcast. Uh, we are so thankful that you all were joining us and that you all support us. So um, make sure to please like and subscribe to not only the Afro Latinos page on YouTube and on Facebook, but also to the Jocks of All Trades podcast, which can be found on Facebook. Do you guys release anywhere else other than Facebook? Yes, we are on Facebook, we are also on YouTube, and we are also on Spotify. I've, me being the new kid on the block, I'm sure we go some other places as well, but you can definitely find us on those three platforms. Okay. So make sure, guys, to like and subscribe to the YouTube page for the Jocks of All Trades. Find them on Facebook, find them on YouTube, Spotify, wherever your podcast can be found, as well as search us up, look us up, Afro Latinos, same places. You find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. Um, YouTube, all of the above. Um, we are so thankful for your support. We're so thankful for, you, for your listenership, for your viewership. We are thankful for you, our fans. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. Cheney, we're, we're like nine months in. It's almost up to nine months that we've been doing this. So it doesn't feel like it, but it also does feel like it. So <laughs> it, it, feels like, yeah. it feels like we haven't done much, but it also feels like we've been doing this for two years. Um, yeah. It does. But it, it always is a good time. So thank you so much, everybody. This has been your co-host, Aubin. And Dale Chandler. Chandler. Why do you keep doing that? And our friend, Luke. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. See ya.